So welcome to Love Lighthouse and this podcast station. It's getting to the crunch. It's getting right into some really fine details and <clears throat> you know you think well the devil's in the details it's like when you're you know you've either got faith or you don't um but the thing is we you me a group of other people can have all the faith in the world we can be responding reacting in a different way it's almost like being in a different realm you can have other groups that aren't in the faith they aren't faithful they don't know what's going on and they really do need a lot more guidance. They do not know what's going on, what's going on with their lives, what's going on with each other, and it is chaotic out there for them. And it's causing problems. We know that with the likes of the pandemic, right? So we've got these two distinct types of um, realms, two distinct types of people in the faith and not in the faith. This has nothing to do with class and all that kind of thing, nothing to do with and what that person wears or what that person um, looks like or that. It's nothing to do with surface things. It's a spiritual posture. You're either in the faith in the spirit or you're not. So in this time and space, what do we think about being responsible even with those and to those who are not in the faith when there's this virus that is out there that is in the midst of everyone that's impacting many of them and then also the regulations and how they impact as well so what I was going to say is is very straight to the point thank you so much it was lovely to speak um to uh, a member of our local government department today and I'm so thankful for that because, you know, it highlighted one of my main areas of concern, which is particularly pertaining to what's happening today, another P, precipitation. Okay, so thank you so much. That has really helped me if you get to listen to this. Thank you so much. I have been talking about this, about how, you know, we are getting ventilation into like buildings and, you know, the government have been excellent in terms of targeting this with regards to school, albeit, yeah, there are different conversations on this in terms of how, what the different methods would be and what they might do. That is all fine and good. Nobody's ever really had to think about doing this on a large scale before. Um, And so everything that everyone thinks about is at least of good intent and a good work because it's something that will be helpful. Even the fact that we're thinking about it um, is great. It's generating more in terms of that care, more in terms of the ideas um, and the possible solutions. So it's a work in progress. I think that, you know, we have to understand that there has to be a better system of ventilation. It is really, really great to be able to just take the old-fashioned measure straight away. But ultimately, for the long term, there must be some other type of ventilation that must be introduced into all buildings. Not only is this great for the people, um, for children that are in classes, 
And most essentially, I was going to say most essentially, it's really, really important in making sure they have clean, fresh air at all times. But it also helps to ensure that any building that they are in is safe for them in all other ways, that the building can actually go on in terms of its structural um, standards and its longevity. It's also something that will really, really help to prevent lots and lots of expenditure that would otherwise be spent, and you know it and I know it too, on dampness within buildings. One simple, cost-effective measure that would make the world of a difference, not just to people's health, especially children in these uh, schools and other kind of buildings, government buildings, people in offices, people in indoors, all sorts of types of homes, hospitals, um, care homes, nursing homes, many different buildings, other offices, private, private offices. If this was made a mandated call, it would certainly have to be cost effective, but it would work out in either case cost effective for anyone in the long term because think of the amount of damage that can be done without proper ventilation to a building and then therefore to its inhabitants. It has a knock-on impact on everyone when ventilation isn't adhered to. Um, So not only is it bad for people's health, the health of a building, but it's also really costly. So I really think that if this was something that was brought into law in terms of a regulation, kind of like fire fire alarms, another kind of safety measure, this is another important one for obviously the element of um, air. And it makes a cutoff point in terms of um, when we have the lengths of precipitation when we've got a rainfall you've got wind rainfall like there's going to be you know later on there's going to be a storm we've got predicted here so we hope that obviously our actual houses and our buildings stay together and stay put for it Uh, god help us all but in the hopes that that is the case the actual buildings themselves if they were to have that proper ventilation, it would mean that the place could be ventilated if it was a kind of, not a mechanical one that circulates the air, but a type of mechanical one or another type of ventilation process that could clean the air and bring in new cleaned air. So there would need to be, it might be a circular process, but there'd need to be a cutoff point in the circulation process whereby there's a filtration device of some sort to filter the air, to clean the air and to pump the air back through. If that's put in place, it means that there's a cutoff point in terms of like any precipitation becoming um, a problem. It cuts that off it cuts the problem off for example in the building that we're in today we have got um windows that we can open 
we've got a shared area and people are going up and down and up and down it. So the air quality, um, especially today, again, with the likelihood of the virus, not the people personally themselves, but just simply because it is the reality there is a pandemic, so there is a virus. So there's potentially all that in the air. So it's raining outside as well. Usually what we do is we would... um. We would open the windows and get a good bit of ventilation in. So um, no matter what people are managing or not managing to do in terms of remembering masks, etc., it's catered for in terms of good ventilation through opening the window. Simple, very simple procedure for the shared area. So no one wants to like come in, especially like if you've got um the lengths of like people working in the Royal Mail, you don't want to It's not that they don't want to come in. Of course they want to come in, but I would imagine that they wouldn't want to come in and get a virus on top of that at the same time. So it's thinking about everyone. It's thinking about um, all sort of postal services, potential um, visitors, etc. Although we're meant to be um, curtailing that and being mindful about that. Um, You know, it's thinking about others as well when it comes to the shared area. So that's an absolute vital must have is being able to get some sort of ventilation in. But that is stopped immediately when it starts to rain. Not just because of the physical elements coming in or potentially coming in. They don't tend to do that as much, but um, or it's not as visible, shall we say. But the air quality becomes obviously denser. It becomes heavier and more likely to carry around potential larger droplets of um, water, vapour, obviously. And therefore, the virus is more likely to spread faster and quicker in damper areas. So as soon as the the air becomes damper, it's obviously going to be like an absolute health hazard for people that are likely to be impacted. That is, of course, um, not those that are immune to it in any way, but those likely to become impacted. And as it's a mutating virus, obviously, you know, we can't just say, okay, People have been vaccinated. We know that they're still passing it on even at this stage and tra- um, and getting it as well as um, having negative impacts at, at points too. So that's not going to be anything that we need to look at in terms of long term. That's not going to be the major solution. It has to be all these other measures in and around, um, you know, our other kind of points of measures that we take like social distancing, which is the, the main one that really is the most obvious if everyone did that then obviously uh, we, we would probably have this fizzled out by now but in any case that's the major point about the ventilation practice there needs to be something in place for all buildings uh, while there's not though when there is not and when the air quality is damp that is when people really really definitely I would highly recommend even more so need to have some form of mask. If people are outside and it's like that, if people can take distance, great. But if it's like a shopping mall, sort of like shopping area or something like that, <clears throat> another type of like mask or something like that might be be best. Or even just like, you know, if you have your hood up, that tends to stop like any kind of like dampness or wetness getting onto like any onto your face or a mask so that keeps everything hygienic and also people healthy and safe um so it's just being mindful in our own individual choices as well but whereas um it comes to kind of big governmental buildings or private buildings homes places where 
you know we've got tenants and um, places where we've we've got um hospitalization or nursing homes care homes even in people's private homes <clears throat> a two-pronged it's not a two-pronged attack it's a two-pronged solution um for two really important points the health of the people and the health of the building having proper ventilation a type of mechanical ventilation just to go um, past again it can't be something where um it just brings in precipitation or damp air from outside it has to be something that cleans and filters i think the air but when people are still in the swing of getting that um, upgraded or started for sure as soon as it's not raining that is when you know you want to be able to open any kind of windows or, or the links there for sure it's really such a great idea but the fact of the matter is we can't dictate when it's going to rain when it's not so in between times of getting proper um, ventilation in place for all these different buildings it's more important vitally important that people mask up if you notice like it's going to be a rainy day if you're going to an indoor area or a shared area mask up until you're at your seat or until you're at your sedentary sedentary point or your point of household where you're used to sharing in that bubble or in that space but in shared areas during the pandemic when the air um, is denser is heavier and there are water droplets rain precipitation snow whatever else um, even heavy winds are likely to carry due and uh, especially those staying next to the seashore which we're very thankful to do can um, bring in a lot of sea spray and things like that or sea spray air um, people staying next to kind of like rivers etc other kind of water um, so very important to make sure that that is an absolute definite in terms of masking up especially and definitely where there isn't any other type of ventilation like you can't open the window because it's raining etc snowing whatever um, and it is a shared area this is a time to mask up but so so important over the long term and I mean like as soon as possible for all these different places to get that really vital and um, practical cost effective yet positive step in terms of ventilation in place I think this will really help so many people I know um, I've heard of people you know redoing roofs and different things and walls and all sorts and having to repoint things and redo it and resurface everything dry out walls and resurface them like think of the amount of money that costs to do that for an entire building when you could just get proper ventilation that would stop all that it just makes logical sense instead of constantly spending i don't know what it would even cost hundreds thousands perhaps to constantly redo entire buildings for dampness as well as the the impact that could be having on the people because even out with a, vi a virus pandemic uh, situation dampness will impact people's respiratory health unfortunately so we look at the long term during a pandemic but also beyond that um for people's health in buildings 
and also for the health of the building and the impact to reduce the impact of the damage and the costing um, that dampness can do to buildings that people are in somewhat inhabiting um, or residing in or utilising day or night, whenever the, the case may be. So thanks so much for listening to this. It's a vital step in the next uh, piece of the puzzle and I really hope that this will help uh, the government as well. I am thinking that it will be a great measure which will be really wonderful for everybody's health, safety, well-being, but also importantly, it's going to be something that's going to make a huge difference cost-wise in terms of like even like work and hassle, like think of all the hassle and the work that has to be done when you do not take like a simple step as proper ventilation. And this is also like, you know, I mean, for other buildings as well, where, you know, they're relying on opening up um, windows, etc. Making sure these are closed over if that ventilation, if that type of ventilation isn't in place it's important to kind of keep the place as dry as possible because that is a hazard not only to the people in it but to the building itself so keeping doors and windows shut when it is like snowy windy rainy and getting some heat in there will just help to keep the air clean as well it'll just help any kind of like viral particles to just fizzle out hopefully in some way shape or form it's not exactly burning it off but you know what I mean it doesn't allow the air to become heavy or stagnant it just helps to um disperse it as well so that is really important and um I think I will look in a little bit more in depth with regards to heating and um the virus as well so that's something I want to look at for sure but I do think that's vitally important. It's not going to make it perfect if you don't have any like other type of form of ventilation, but it will reduce the chances of viral spread and obviously any detriment to people's health and the health of a building if there's heating on when it's uh, raining, snowy, windy outside to make sure windows and doors are closed at that point. So two important things, two very important things as well it's a balance it's about being proactive but also responsive as well there